Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Beyond the Panel. My name is Colin. I'm Jared. And it's been a while since we've been in the booth. Uh, mm-hmm. I needed time off from stuff. So, you guys got a new episode last week, but we haven't actually recorded it. We recorded that one like a month ago. So. Don't tell them inside baseball. <laughs> Anyways, going. Uh, we just want to thank everybody who's listening to and enjoying our podcast, whether that's on YouTube or Spotify or you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we have a great time making these. If you have any topic ideas that you'd like to uh, you know, send out to us, feel free to reach out to us over Twitter or in the YouTube comments. It's We can't guarantee we'll use it, but we can definitely take it into consideration, uh, though we do have a decent chunk of episodes planned that we want to do. Uh, as long as it's not like yeah. praise Jack Snyder for an hour and a half, I think we'll be okay. Because uh, we wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> We actually, there will be, obviously, you know what this episode's about, you've seen the title, but uh, the sequel ask to this is going to be like that Zack Snyder did not write a good Superman story. Uh, So yeah, today we're talking about how to write a good Superman story and what that looks like, and then the sequel to this, whether that's next week or later, is going to be that Zack Snyder did not, and here's why it didn't work, despite having a lot of the pieces. Which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, that's some, some elements were. Yeah, he had on the he, right path, but he definitely had like a good base to work off of, and he just. I I mean the Snyder fans are in disagree, but I don't think that there's a worse case of like fumbling the bag. And, yeah, so we'll see if uh, Gunn's attempt does any better. Uh yeah, and I mean this is also like we're looking towards this next Superman movie that's coming out, and uh yeah, it kind of brings up just like talking about what makes a good Superman story. You know, we've seen a lot of good ones. We've seen a lot of bad ones. Um, yeah. But before we get into that, just a reminder that if you love, if you love the show, which I really hope you do, uh, give it a like and subscribe and ring the bell to get notifications on YouTube. And if you're listening to it on a podcast platform, give us a five star review. And if you leave a review, we can see that. And uh, we might even read those out loud on the show. Uh, that'd be super cool. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So today's episode is how to make a good Superman story slash what makes a good Superman story. And uh, first and foremost, uh, let's talk about what are some good Superman stories. I mean, uh, well, the ones that come to mind for me, I think there's about four or five that always pop in my head. One is definitely All Star All Star Superman. Okay. Um, I personally really love Superman Up in the Sky as well, which I think I talked about on our first episode. Yeah. Um, Superman Birthright's also really good. That's kind of another retelling of the origin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not going to cover Elseworlds too much because no, uh, no, we're avoiding we're we avoiding Elseworlds. That's not really pardon. That's a different. We discussed like I'm just we discussed before recording. That's kind of a different ballpark entirely. Yeah. So we're kind of leaving those out. The ones I'm naming aren't necessarily all in continuity, but they are just here's Superman. It's not like some, yeah. it's not, there's no weird twist on. Him yeah. As a the this, this specific note isn't so much that it's like, this has to be a, a good Superman story that we're looking at. That was, you know, written in action comics and is, uh, you know, per, like absolutely in continuity, but, um, it is like not okay. Here's an evil Superman story, you know. Like that's not what yeah. we're. 
Uh, I know American Alien is pretty well praised. Author's own issues aside, yeah. I mean, yeah. I we don't we we talk about the Max Landis's good work. We just don't talk about Max Landis. Yeah, American as Alien a is a good story as well. Uh, it's kind of a, yeah, American <laughs> Alien is kind of a, a younger. It's kind of a young Superman kind of going through adolescence that are coming an adult, which is quite good. I think they kind of adapted it for that. Uh, when they, when the animated stuff kind of rebooted the first big Superman movie was kind of an adaptation of American alien sort of when the animated stuff rebooted. Yeah. Which? Well, whatever I think man of tomorrow, I think is what it's called. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes. I, I, yeah. Superman man of tomorrow. Uh, really good actually. Yeah. That was kind of a loose adaptation of American alien. Uh, uh, and yeah. then there's some solo. There's some one shots we should definitely mention, like uh, whatever happened to Truth Justice in the American Way, and uh, oh, for yes. the man who has everything. Yeah, uh, both those for, are classics. For the man who has everything is really good, but it, it doesn't have a ton of elements for a good Superman story because it's more of like a Justice League story that takes yeah, place true. with Superman there. But there's definitely some elements there that need to be touched on. So this is I, like this is you can take this either as like how to write a good Superman story or like the Bible for how to create a good Superman. Yeah. You know, like what, what should be there basically the building blocks of things. Yeah, and- the building blocks. That's perfect. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> so something that I think is present in in all of these uh, obviously is yield classic. Krypton is getting destroyed <laughs> and Jor-El and his wife are like oh no our baby we're gonna put him in a rocket and we're gonna send him away and hope that but this doesn't necessarily have to be covered in the comic itself because Superman's origins is one of the things where I think almost anyone even people who don't really read comics or know much no, kind of know his origins it's like Batman or Spider-Man yes. everyone kind of knows how these characters started off but yes. for some reason, these movies still half the time feel the need to repeat the origin. But that should be the origin. Don't don't oh, don't yeah. don't play that around because this is it's it's important for a couple of reasons. One, but yeah, Superman's character part of it is being the last man, basically mm-hmm. well, one of the last people of his yep. race as a Kryptonian, which kind of leads to that feeling of isolation sometimes, which can be a good element yeah. in the story, but doesn't always have to be there because like Earth is also his home, but you can bring it up a bit. Like, that's kind of what, again, bring, don't need to keep running back to Zack Snyder. That's kind of what he tried to play into with Man of Steel was, like, the feeling of being alone, but kind of went overboard with it. But I think that element is good. Yeah. Um, I then, also, yeah. the the important, another important part of the Krypton exploding Superman going to Earth is obvious. There's a lot of, a lot of Christ allegory in Superman um, that can be done tastefully and artfully, or it can be overdone. But the idea of this sun coming to Earth and manifesting powers and using them to help people is kind of yeah, and being kind of a guardian and protector mm-hmm. of yeah. an adopted people. Yep. Um, and of course, with that, his adoption by the Kent family, and mm-hmm. that is again, it's super important, and it's important because the way they raised him is you know, to put other people first. They raised him to be a good man, and which allows him to then become a Superman. Yeah. That was, that was very clever right there by you. No, <laughs> it's true. It's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave him the life lessons he would need to 
not only just even before they made us, even before they necessarily maybe knew he had powers yeah. or to the extent of what he did, what he could do, <laughs> just like any good parent should, it's these lessons of like be a decent, be a good human being, treat others with respect and kindness, yeah, as and, best you can, and don't abuse power, don't like let things get to your head, be humble, be kind, be generous, that kind of stuff. Exactly, and like making him that idealistic person. Before he had his powers, before the Arrowverse thing, he was a good kid, right? So there's that he's not gonna turn evil, and I think that's something like everyone is so obsessed with this idea of Superman becoming evil, and it's like no, he's not good just because he's Superman. He's Superman because he's good. Yeah, right. He was he's meant to be. He's the best of. Like Bruce has said many times, he's the best of us. Mm-hmm. Like the, he is. They like he is the 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 kind of guiding light that the world needs. Uh, yeah, one like one very important thing to consider with Superman. And again, like I, one thing you'll learn about me is I don't like write them off entirely, but I'm not a huge fan of turning Superman evil. And I think it's one overdone, but I also think it's lazy. And I think it only really worked in the first Injustice because the motivation behind him doing it made sense. I think once we got into like two, it was just kind of, well, he's already the bad guy. So we'll yeah. just keep him that way. And it didn't really fit as well anymore. Yeah. Um, but I also just feel like whenever somebody's like trying to do Superman, they're leaning towards this darker, edgier, eviler version of him because they're scared to write this idealistic character. Um, yeah. But there's an instance in the comics where he is depowered. He's in the city of Kandor. He does not have powers and he proceeds to continue being a hero. He puts he takes the guise of Nightwing. This is pre Dick Grayson doing it um, and becomes a hero to the people there. Isn't that where Nightwing isn't that what he got? He took the name from Clark, yes, right? He, he did. was like a Kryptonian bird or something. Um, it was a Kryptonian of, like some sort of symbol of Krypton. It was a Kryptonian superhero. I think it was like a Kryptonian comic book hero or something. And so oh, when yeah, Dick Clark, took the name from Clark, though, yeah, when Clark yeah. became depowered, he became Nightwing. And then when Dick set out on his own, um, he took Nightwing inspiration from Clark. But yeah, so the, the, the main point there, though, is that, like, Clark Kent is a heroic person. Clark Kent wants to do the right thing. Clark Kent wants to help people. And he, that's true with or without superpowers. Yeah. I think it's it's an interesting difference because I think with Superman, Clark is as much of a important part of his kind of not persona, but just the, the facet of who he is as a person yeah. as much as Superman, where it's kind of the opposite. Like Batman, it's a lot more of which one is the mask, which one isn't. Yes. But Superman doesn't wear a mask. He kind of he has to hide his identity sometimes, but Clark is who he is. Yeah. And Superman is just clark with the ability to do more than a normal person can yeah and like obviously but, the daily planet he is like crumpling himself up so people don't clue in on it but he's not being a jerk he's not acting let's just keep people safe he's still yeah. acting the same as he he's, always does. he's just to still be, at his core a kind good southern kansas boy you know <laughs> that's who he yeah. is and i think yeah. anytime you try and make that different you know, whether you're just trying to change it up or whatever, I think you lose something. And uh, to even like look to some Elseworld stories, uh, you see the difference based like 
nature versus nurture, like, oh, coming up in Russia or coming up in Gotham, you see the difference in his personality uh, there, <laughs> you know? And yeah, so where he was raised, I think if you're looking to make like an evergreen and iconic Superman tale, Smallville, Kansas is an important part of that. It doesn't necessarily have to be so on the nose as being Kansas, but that's like... It's Smallville not canonically in Kansas? No, no, it is. Okay, yeah. well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you're writing a story, if like if something that's not necessarily in continuity, if you want to do something fresh with it, it doesn't have to be, like, essentially, it doesn't have to be, like, this has to be a small town in Kansas. It could just be anywhere that's a bit more rural and small town feeling. Yeah. And yeah. that's really all that matters. But yeah, like, and because the old motto, and it's, like, it's not the thing anymore, but, like, for truth, justice, and the American way, which, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, but what, what's really the American way? The American way is American ideals. You know, it's, it's the ideal version of, you know, being a patriot. It's not like the racist, xenophobic thing that it maybe has become, but it's like that stand up for the little guy, um, baseball and apple pie kind of thing. And that's, that's Clark learned that growing up, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, yeah, that's very important. Um, and so obviously after that is Metropolis. Yeah, I think Metropolis is Metropolis is the foil to Kansas. It's the real indication of he has moved on to a new phase. It's the big city. Yeah, he's moved into the big city and it's and even you can get past that. Like nowadays, even Metropolis is just kind of where his home is, but not necessarily. It's all where those where all the stories take place. Superman has moved on to being more of a global hero, but it's still it's still that kind of indicator of we're in a new stage of things, and he's become he's learning to be more of a hero now, and it's bigger problems. And this and this is depending on obviously Smallville did this differently, but this is usually where you get Lex for the first time. Yep, and that kind of opposing force that Lex is as a character to Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely that kind of era is critical too. And like, you can set stories, you can write a whole story, like Smallville, the whole thing was just in the sh- was in that town in the show. And you can set whole stories that just take place with him as a young man in Kansas. Yeah. If you want to, these things also, these things do still work. But we're but talking if about you want to move on to. Yeah. The next yeah. stage of things, Metropolis is where it needs to be. Yeah. And of course, Lex Luthor again, like I feel like there's like, there's a reason why he is that iconic villain and that iconic foil to Clark because he is you know everything Clark could have been in a way. If he'd gone the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. He, and not, he's, like, not evil dictator but like if he'd... No. But arrogant power hungry. Yeah. Right. Um, there's the Superman comic where Lex builds this AI or whatever and it's he's like to the AI's like alright tell me who Superman is. And the AI is like, it's Clark. He's Clark Kent. And, and Lex is just like, no, there's no way. There's no way that someone that powerful would stoop so low as to just be a normal person. There is, that's impossible. Yeah, Lex sees Superman as a god yeah. and he hates him for it. He, he, does, he can't fathom of this idea that Superman is good and doesn't want to just flaunt his power that he wants to help. Yeah, you can't imagine like this person would schlub it with the, with the common folk and be a normal person and just kind of act all and not like Lex sees power as the status symbol and he sees it as a 
like the ultimate goal to attain. And, but no matter what he, his anger stems from, no matter what he does, he can't get the same level of power and, and sort of like in some ways, even respect that Superman gets. And I think he's probably sees it, sees it as like insulting that Superman like is so in tuned with the common people and not above them when I think Clark, when Lex feels that he should be. Yeah. But no, definitely. And so that's why, again, like why, if you're looking to like this, like pure distillation of the character of Superman, Lex Luthor is always going to be the number one villain. Right. And Superman has other villains. He's got Bizarro. He's got Parasite, Lobo, whatever, but none of them strike the same chord with the character i think that lex does because every other major superman villain as far as i can tell for the most part is just here's someone who can match him on a level of strength yep so to make it a bit more of a uh, to add a bit of tension to it that like maybe like that maybe you can lose the death of superman doomsday was just a big punching machine yeah and that's all he was he didn't talk he was not he was just a monster that just happened to be as strong as Clark as superman was so that's where the threat came from. And that's unfortunately because Superman, even though it's been scaled back since like the golden age, because Superman's powers are so are the most overall kind of not necessarily broken, but just all encompassing. Yeah. And like, uh, I'm blanking words just because there, he's that strong. You basically have to do one of two ways to, to write a villain for him. Either it's, big strong dude who can punch Superman and he can actually feel it or you need someone who's just really cunning and smart and can yeah. work in the shadows to mess with him in different ways. Or um, the third one, and this, this needs to be done carefully, but I do think it makes for some of the best ones. You need someone who challenges him on an ideological level, which is what's so funny about truth, justice in the American way. Yeah. The elites, the elite like can that. match up to him, you know, power for power. But that's not the conflict of the story. The conflict of the story isn't them brawling with each other. Um, for those of you who haven't read it, the conflict of this tale, it's a, one, it's a single issue, but it's just so good that like, it, could, it, it, it you know, held up a whole movie. You know? Um, mm. But basically, this, this team of superpowered vigilantes, the elite, show up, and they gain popularity by confronting terrorists and whatever by basically killing them right they're like well we're gonna kill them and this is what needs to be done and you know the public is like hey this is great you know they're they're doing what superman and the other superheroes aren't they're getting rid of the bad guys yeah they're getting results yeah and superman's like no i don't i don't agree with this like stop and they're they're basically just like you know you you're 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 the old news. You are outdated. And um there's a very fun battle ensues where Superman fights them on the moon and seemingly is like, oh you're right, and kills them all. Uh yeah. Like and, he snaps. And then he's like, No, I'm I use robots and basically smoke and mirrors to make you think that you all knock them unconscious and stuff. That, but I just knocked them unconscious and they've basically they've been apprehended by the proper authorities. And, you know, I gave you, like, their leader, like, a concussion. No, he didn't give him a concussion. He lobotomized him through his eyes. He did that in the movie. In the comic, he just gave oh, him a concussion. that was in the comic? Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, in the comment, it, it says, <laughs> and that the lobotomy he gave Manchester was actually equivalent of a concussion whose effects are temporary. Um, in the in the movie, he lobotomized him through his eyes, like fired heat vision to basically just sever the part of his brain that yeah, gave not his like full lobotomy. He's not like a vegetable or anything. Yeah. but he's just he, he's, he's just still like, functional. He just lost his powers anger. because yeah. Superman decided he's he, like second based. Yeah. Um, and he's basically he's like, what I wanted to show you was I wanted to get, make everyone think that I was doing what you did, what they thought they wanted from me. And I wanted to make them realize how scary that can be. You know? Yeah, and it shows the core kind of kind of like in a way like Spider-Man, the one of the true tenets of Superman here is he has this almost limitless amount of strength, but he has the knowledge and restraint to not let loose and use more force than is absolutely necessary. Yeah. To get the job done, and I think that's and what cross that line. That's what makes him again such a wonderful character because you know a lot of people write him off as oh he's too powerful, oh he's not interesting, you know whatever. And it's like no, he is. But the problem is, is that I don't. As I think he's become very hard to write for for a lot of people because there's this idea that you know it's not interesting reading about a quote indestructible hero. It's like yeah, but it's not. It's not about him being indestructible. Like, in a way, every superhero is indestructible. You know? When he first appeared, the, the appeal of him was the powers of, like, mm-hmm. look at this man who can do things that no per- normal yeah. person can do. He's leaving tall buildings, single bound, fast in the locomotive. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, people, it blew the minds of people back then because that was something no one could ever imagine. You see this guy on this on this pa- on the pages doing these things, and it's like, holy cow, this is stupendous. This is amazing. This is crazy and then as it got along he kind of got more silly adventures and stuff but now that the realm because he was the first superhero because the realm of superheroes has expanded and you get more unique powers and more unique abilities and character and you can get deeper dives into character psyche and their personality as well superman unfortunately because he was the first and because people just kept ramping up his abilities it kind of ended up being a shackle to him because you kind of now for a modern comic, it, like it can only really go one of two ways. Either you get a comic that's exciting because he's got some, he's finding some villain that's stronger than he's ever fought before, and yeah. or has some tied like Rogelzar or some like stupid tie to his back to retconning of his backstory. You get stuff like that where it's just a strong dude, or you get these more introspective looks into how he is as a character yeah. and why he does the things that he does, and generally that's also but that's also harder to write yeah. it's much easier to just create some big strong monster that he has to fight and it's exciting and you know it can still be fun to read but it doesn't feel yeah. as fulfilling as like the mostly stories we talk about like the ones i mentioned they're not none of them are really about just him fighting a big monster it's overcoming obstacles that are that are not always just he can be won by his abilities or his strength but yeah. because they're won through his character and through who he is as a person and his his like morals and his and like his um, ethics and such. Uh, there's another Superman story that uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, Superman Peace on Earth. Have you heard of this one? Uh, I think I've heard of it. I don't think I've read this one, though. OK, so the general plot uh, is that Superman d- basically decides that he wants to fight world hunger. So he proposes to the UN to help end world hunger by spending a day delivering as much food as he can. Um, 
And it's pretty controversial, but they let him do it. And he brings tankers and flats filled with food to the whole world. And he's met with gratitude, praise, fear, frenzy. I'm paraphrasing the Wikipedia article that I have in front of me. Um, He eventually arrives in a country that basically says, we don't want you to help. And they fire a nuke at him. And the tanker's damaged and the food's poisoned. And he just, you know, doesn't know what to do. And eventually he realizes that he can't solve this himself. No one can solve this themselves. So he decides that the best thing he can do, you know, in addition to obviously using his powers to help, is to be an example, right? And share that knowledge and be an inspiration. And I think that when you look at Superman as a character that is there to fight bad guys, I don't think you're getting to the core of Superman. When you look at Superman as a character who's there to inspire the world, right? And he's fighting against people who don't get that. Like Lex Luthor doesn't get that. Lex Luthor sees power as a means to an end. And he's like, okay, well, if I had the power of Superman, I'd be doing some pretty messed up stuff. So what's he up to? You know, this is this is an act because if 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 it was me, it would be an act. So it's got to be an act because Lex Luthor can't conceive of someone with this level of power being altruistic. He's meant to be more than anything else. He's meant to be a beacon of hope and inspiration mm-hmm. for the people that see him. And the fighting bad guys and is just secondary, like it's to what he like. He's meant he's there to save people. He's there to yeah. help. He's there to inspire. He's there to to create change in the world so that I think part of it, maybe I think I don't know if this is really the cover in some of the comics, but I think the ultimate goal is that Superman, I think wants to make a world where he's no longer needed. Yeah. And he knows that'll never happen. No, but, but he's trying his best to make that happen. Well, and also like we're talking about how fighting the bad guys and the combat in a Superman thing is secondary. So like all of you listening at home and Jared, Think of the most iconic moment in Superman movie history, and I'll give you five seconds. Put me on the spot here because I'm trying to think. Like, what from the like Christopher Reeve movie? Maybe any of the movies. What's the most iconic bit? Me just shot him flying because that was the idea of the the Christopher Reeve's ones. I think for a lot of people, it's going to be him catching the plane. Which. I think he's done it a few times. Superman catches planes a lot. I remember he catches a plane like Superman Returns. Yeah, I know I he does that in Superman. I'm pretty sure he does that in the regular one, too. It's a helicopter in the first movie. Yeah, okay. But it's, yeah. it's he's catching something. Yeah, he's saving someone. At no point are we like, oh, man, remember that awesome battle where Superman blah, 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 blah? No. It's, it's always like, oh, when he saved this, or when he did this, or he caught Lois, or... Because that's what he does. He's a person. He saves people. You know, yeah, Batman has cool fight scenes and whatever, but with Superman, his fight scenes are over and done in a minute because he's that strong. The appeal of Superman is watching him help people. Superman's basically a superpower, like emergency responder. Literally, he really is. Yeah. You know. And that's I think that's what he wants to be. He is a first responder. He's he's fast. He's got X-ray vision. He's got laser vision. He doesn't need to use laser vision to beat people up. He uses them to sever steel beams to get people out. You know, yeah. Superman is a he's tries to be a savior rather than yeah, my warrior. favorite. My favorite Superman story is up in the sky. And the entire premise of that book 
is him going through all these trials and all these struggles to save one little girl that got kidnapped by aliens. That's amazing. And he goes through this whole thing and people are questioning, like, you're really going to go do this? Like it's one person. And he's like, cause there's a bit in the beginning of the book where he, um, two little girls were basically in their backyard and they got attacked and one got kidnapped and the other yeah. one got injured. And the little girl basically talks about how the other one that got kidnapped her favorite toy was a Superman toy. And Superman's like, I got to go there because somewhere she's out there and she's scared and she needs my help and I need to be there and I need to get her. Wow. Like, you guys can handle, I know you guys can handle, like, I'll be back as soon as I can. And he's like terrified too because he's afraid to leave Lois. He's afraid to, he's afraid to leave Earth because he doesn't know what happened. There's one issue where it's a, it's a fantastic issue where he's literally just waiting in line at this like intergalactic like call center to make a phone call back to Earth uh, to, to talk, talk, to talk to Lois. And the whole time he's just having like these daydreams of Lois like dying in different ways because he's like terrified that something's going to happen to her and to everyone else while he's gone. But he knows he needs to like he makes the call. Lois is fine. And then he's like, I got to keep going. And he go and it's just him trying to find this one little girl who needs his help. And he overcomes all these different obstacles. It's kind of like Charles Hercules kind of thing. Yeah. It's like 12 issues. And then he gets her. And then at the end, it's him getting back and him saving the day from this other threat that appeared on earth. And he does it and he did what he needs to do because that he is the, the symbol of hope and perseverance and like reliability and just goodness that this one, that anyone needs. And he is like, it's his job to be there for the people that need him. Yeah. And it's a fantastic story. It's my personal favorite. And it's that's beautiful. Like, that's really what he's meant there to, to do. He's not there to like fight. Like you said, to find the bad guys is kind of secondary. It's, it's a necessary thing because the bad guys are hurting people. He's not doing the fighting the bad guys because he's trying to like clean up crime. Like Batman is he's doing it because they're putting people in danger. Yeah. And he needs, and the only way to stop them is to beat them. And like, I, I feel like Superman's kind of character. If he could talk to some, if he could talk to the villain, to get them to stop, he would before ever throwing a punch. Oh, definitely. It's just, and I, that's why oftentimes you end up throwing them against like full monsters like Parasite or some or Metallo. Because there's not much you can do against those. You know? Or like Brainiac, who's just like this force of evil. Yeah. Right? Um... So yeah, that's that's I mean like yeah we, we so that's like the the core ideal of Superman is he's there to 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 save people, not to fight the villain, but he'll fight the villain if it means that he'll be able to save people by doing so. Um, I think something else that's very core to Superman that isn't touched on nearly enough is his close friendship with Batman. Yeah. Um. There's a whole world's finest comic line for a reason. And like Super Sun's continuation of that mm-hmm. with their kids. And th- as, fa- as far back as The Dark Knight Returns, maybe even earlier, question mark, people have been obsessed with, what if Superman and Batman didn't like each other and fought? And yeah. the the real core answer to it is in classic continuity in true con- they wouldn't no because they never had any reason to no and and even if batman was angry at the government and superman worked for the president 
They still wouldn't. Bruce is not so stupid and pig-headed as to think he's going to need to fight Clark. He'll ask Clark yeah, to stay Dark out Knight of the Returns way. Like, Dark Knight Returns was a grumpy old man who had, like, lost a lot like he that's lost not, robin yeah that ain't that ain't bruce that's, no that's not bruce that's another thing the dark knight returns is classic but that ain't batman it's my take for the night. <laughs> there's a hot take dark knight returns isn't batman it's very very good it's incredibly well written uh excellently plotted at least the first one the second one is no oh, we don't talk we about don't know what's going batman. on there but uh that, that is not the idea that that is Batman's endpoint doesn't sit well with me. Um, no, to me, Batman's endpoint is like beyond. Yeah, the next gen- with the next generation, you know. Yeah. Um, because I think Batman and Superman balance each other out so well, and I never like it when it's written like they're like begrudging coworkers or right. It's like no, they're friends. You know, yeah, they have each other's back over anything. Like Superman gives Batman the kryptonite ring. Yes. Because he's like more than anyone. You're the one I can trust to hand to use yeah. this. If something, if, you'll if, know if when I went nuts, I like I hate the idea where it's like Batman's like I acquired this to stop Superman if I have to. But I like the idea where Superman's like I'm giving this to you because I know that if it comes to it, you're ruthless enough to use it, but you won't use it willy nilly. No, you'll know when the right time yeah. is to use this if it needs if it's needed. And Batman knowing likewise that if he ever went off the reservation, Clark would end him. Superman's there to take him out to, Clark, to put him to yeah. put a stop to it if need be. Yes, uh, like and we talked about previously how Dick Grayson's Nightwing was inspired by Superman. Nightwing was inspired just as much by Batman, which is why Dick Grayson's the best of the best because he looks at the two best and he's like, "I'm going to take the best parts of both of these guys <laughs> and make them me." Um, Nightwing's amazing. I could do a whole episode just gushing about Nightwing. <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah, so the, the friendship that the two have is so important to both characters because they balance each other out. Batman is more tactical and occasionally knows he needs to be more ruthless. And Clark is more hopeful than Bruce. Bruce is Bruce is unfortunately cynical, and that's just because of the life he's had to lead. But I think Clark instills a sense of hope in him and goodness and belief in people. They're yeah, they're two sides of the coin. Yeah, like they are, they balance each other out. One is based in hope and light, and one is based in more in like kind of vengeance and darkness. But at the same time, they trust each other to not let themselves to not let the other one go too far or do something. Yeah, like or do something stupid because they know that they need to be they need to be accountable to each other and they need to. Yeah. Like they, with they have each other to rely on if need be, and their friendship extends into that, and they trust each other to have their, to know each other's secret identities and to, and then later on, what their sons become, like their what their kids become a team yeah, as well. That's a, which is adorable. I love I love the Damien John friendship. It's yeah. so good. Um, and like that's that's Superman. That's another honestly, just it's an important part of the Superman mythos is his relationship to the wider DC universe is that these other heroes are his friends. You know? Yeah, he's unlike Batman has the bat family, but Superman really surrounds himself with other people that he trusts and he knows he can rely on. 
yeah. and are supports for him because some of them in some ways like in different ways they know they understand what he's gone through mm-hmm. and they're there to be like a kind of secondary family to him yeah like he's got uh john like john jones he's got lois he's got the rest of the justice league he's got diana yeah diana, yeah, diana yeah. and all the rest and, and bruce and, 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 and barry and wally and, and yeah like superman Superman isn't just like this all powerful hero who's like, I'm going to do this all on my own. It's like, no, he, he has genuine friendships and connections with, with the wider universe. Yeah. Batman is the one who might be too pickheaded to call and help when he needs it. But Superman knows that if he's in his head for some reason, he'll he'll call and help even if he doesn't need it, (laughs) you know, just cause, you know, it, and that's who he is. Um, yeah, he's he is like he's the figurehead of the DC universe. And I mean like in the publishing lines it's Batman because of the popularity, but in the universe itself if you're looking to anyone as like a leader, it's Superman. Superman was the first and yeah. he always will be. Uh in the Apocalypse War movie and I don't know how this translates to the Dark Side War book. So I'm just going to talk about the movie. Um Superman had like kryptonite infused into his bloodstream by dark side. So he would be depowered, but still despite that he rallies together the troops in order to go take the fight to dark side one last time in flashpoint yeah. when Barry wants to put things right. His first question is I got to find Clark. Where's Clark? Oh, He's he he got taken by the government. Well, we're going to go get him. And it's not just because he's a big gun. It's because he knows it's because he's Superman. Yeah, it's not because it's not because he's just like the biggest. He's not the biggest weapon in the arsenal. It's that if anyone would know what to do, if like out of anyone who would know how to handle a situation, handle any situation and most likely make the right decision. It's Clark. Clark. Which is it's kind of like, it's like Captain America and Marvel. If you if anyone is a moral compass to follow behind and to go with because they are because they know how to be the leader and they know how yep. to organize and to how to and how to go to make the right call. <clears throat> it's them. It's, yeah, it's like in the Marvel universe. It's ah heck, we're in an alternate universe. Nobody remembers the past. What do we do? Find Steve Rogers. <laughs> Give him his memories back. Unless it's House of M, in which case he's 110. Uh, let's just leave him alone. <laughs> leave the poor man be. We're not going to do that to him this time. Wolverine, you're the moral compass now. What? Just do it. <laughs> Logan, please. That's a terrible choice. <laughs> now, I, th- I think, and just as a toast, I know, I think Logan actually is an underrated moral compass. Like, he's a he's gruff and he's a jerk, but I think... Underneath he's all of to do that. the dirty work if it's really necessary, but yeah. he doesn't revel in it. Uh, under, like, yeah, he, he's the best at what he does, but he also he doesn't get enjoyment out yeah. of it. What I do best isn't very nice. He knows yeah. that, and I think, and I think under that is a guy who likes to protect, who who wants to protect people, and then that's wonderful. But yeah, uh, yeah. so Superman, I, I think we've talked a lot about you know what Superman represents and and his relate. I, I think what we can really like come into is like. Superman's relationships with other people are important, with his parents, with other heroes, uh, with Lex, with Lois, which we didn't talk about a lot. But those are all very important bits to the character. You can't really have a Superman character 
that just kind of isolated in a bubble like yeah, that. Yeah. That's just like on his own. Because that doesn't work for the character. No, there's a million more Elseworlds, Elseworlds stories about Batman because you can throw him in as like as much as people love the Bat family, you can throw him in into any situation in any place in any scenario and it can probably work because he's Batman. Yeah. And because it works for the character. But Superman is his supporting cast is very important to him. He's he's tied to his home, to the people he's to his loved ones, to his friends. And it just doesn't work as well for him to be like like you can throw like you get like uh like Batman Universe was just him traveling through time and stuff. Yeah. And that's fine. But it doesn't but Superman He's just, it's just the nature. He's just a different character in that regard that he needs. Well, and it's he's why better when he's can bounce off of other people. It's why Smallville lasted 11 seasons. Even yeah. when it got stupid, because, <laughs> you know, you're focusing on a character who needs a supporting cast and you're letting that supporting cast steadily flesh itself out along with him as he learns these lessons to become that hero. You know, he wasn't born this hero. He became this hero because of where he grew up, because of what he learned, because of who he is. So, yeah, I mean, I guess those are your building blocks for Superman. To sum it up is he's an idealistic hero who wants to save people. You know, like focus on. Focus on saving people, focus on the clash of ideologies between him and Lex. And if you want to write conflict, write in that sometimes his powers aren't enough to do, to save the day. And even though he has like, it's a humbling thing for him. It's a, it can be a humbling thing for him. And it can be an interesting part of the story when he realized, like, like I said, the piece on earth one realizes that no matter, even if he's like godic abilities, he can't, always do he can't always save the day every yeah. time you like, like there are some things out of his control you, his powers aren't enough to change human nature and that's another thing he can struggle with is well is there ever this time to like make myself a dictator then to force everyone and that's that i think is the core of injustice that everybody got way too high on evil superman fights batman to think about is like superman isn't evil but there's always that thought for him of like should I become a dictator? Should I force my will on people to protect them? Yeah, if you just do what I tell you, you'll be better off. But And the answer is, of course, no. He can't do that. Because that's taking away their agency and their own free and will. He, exactly, and he knows that. But to have him struggle with that, um, yeah. So yeah, if you want to create conflict in Superman's story, which every story needs conflict, try to not... I think the best Superman stories aren't where the conflict is physical. I think it's where the conflict is... Moral or internal? Yeah. Um, and the, Mental, emotional, so on. Yeah, and the powers are just... They're dressing. They're, they're a set piece, right? Because that's what we look at comics for, is for fun set pieces. But it's not why, why Superman is interesting. He's not interesting because of his powers. All the people who have said, oh, well, he's got all the powers. He's not interesting. You know what? You're right. His powers don't make him interesting. It's the man behind those powers that's interesting. Clearly, there's a reason that this character has remained one of the, like, I'd say at least definitely in the top three most popular DC characters of all time for 80, 90 years at this point. 
Yep, and there's a right. reason that symbol is ubiquitous. You look, anybody looks at that and they know what it is. They know he, what Superman is. He has the staying power to be an important character for the longest time. And mm-hmm. we've had enough, like, I think, you, especially even if you're like, if you're going to do a movie about him, and this kind of can bleed into our this will kind of bleed a little bit into our topic eventually with the Snyder stuff. Yeah. And even if we talk about what gun might do, um, it's just important to understand why he is, why he's endured this long and that the, the fun goofy side stuff of he's evil or he's like hiding himself or whatever else can be fun and entertaining, but that's not, shouldn't be the baseline of what you're, especially for the movies, if you're trying to establish like a main universe and not just like some fun spinoff movie yeah. Yeah. or like an, like an actual Elseworlds movie, he, it might seem at the time that this, that like the people, when people say Superman's boring and on the surface, if you don't really look into it, yeah, it looks like I can see that. But when you get deeper into the best stories that have been written about him, they all get into him as the character and his motivations and his morals and why he does what he does. And that's where the that's where the interest and the like drama can come from mm-hmm. is those kind of twists of how does how does a man who can do literally like it's I love it the, going back a bit the title for the man who has everything is what do you get for the man who has everything yeah and in this it kind of a spin on that for if you're writing a story it's like how do you write for the man who yeah how do you write for the man who can do anything. Well, you and, and you make it so being able to do anything just isn't enough. Yeah. So or yeah, he uses his <laughs> abilities in some unconventional way, or he solves the problem in a more unique way and does something that hasn't really been seen before, or it can be a twist on like solving a problem in an, an out of the box way with his abilities mm-hmm. that you might not expect. Yeah, and I mean, you can always fall back on alien invasions that he has to stop and big armies and that's fun they, they are fun to read we're not trying to say that those are bad but if it's you're fun watching it's fun watching superman punch the thing oh 100 it's fun but if you're trying to write something seminal you're, that's not going to get you there the seminal superman stories aren't the ones where he fist fights someone even death of superman isn't seminal because of the battle of with doomsday it's, no, it was because it was because like the oldest hero of all time died. Well, not only died, but he sacrificed himself. Yeah, he didn't just die randomly. He died to protect these people. And again, that's it. the The day his powers weren't enough, he still fought to the, his last breath. He didn't realize he was losing and leave. He told everyone to get out of there and laid it down. Yeah, and he won, even though it cost him his life. Yeah. And that's that's what makes Superman interesting. It's not that he's all powerful. It's that despite all of that, there's a good man, a good heart in there. So, yeah, there's your building blocks for Superman. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. The building blocks of Superman, a good person with unimaginable godlike power. And how is he going to use it? What's he going to do? How is he going to relate to people? How is he going to relate to himself? What happens when there's a person who who wants that power more than anything and can't have it? How does that person react to seeing this? Yeah, I, how does a man who can do anything he can imagine mm-hmm. overcome an obstacle he can't expect or 
how does how does someone solve a problem they can't just punch? Yeah, and the, yeah, and just, there's a lot you can do with the character, and we're not pitching like specific ideas. We're just kind of like talking about the general, you know, blocks of the character. And yeah, so anyways, yeah, we'd love to hear your ideas as to you know what new stories could be told. So if any of you have like Superman story ideas, let us know. Like comment like yeah. your pitch or whatever, like your elevator pitch, um, or tweet it to us or whatever. That would be super fun. And or if, if we, you read a Superman story you really liked that we didn't mention, yeah, put that down below as well. Definitely, you guys really enjoy. We're always looking to to read more stuff, and you know if. If you liked this this format, I guess, where we talk about a character and what makes them them. Um, Maybe try and cover other characters. Yeah, like this was, I really enjoyed this format where we go over like the building blocks and some seminal tales of a character and what makes them them. Uh, we should definitely probably do more of these. Next episode, Plastic Man. Oh yeah, no, no, we gotta do Batman and Spider-Man <laughs> first. Those are the, that's what everybody wants to hear about. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, uh, drop a review if you liked it. Drop a review if you didn't like it. If there's something you didn't like, we want to make it better for you. Or if you just think our voices are annoying, not much we can do about that. This is how we sound. I mean, we could try and find like a synthesizer yeah, or a voice changer. We're just throwing but... voice mod. We're just sounding like <laughs> robots sitting here. Uh, <laughs> for being on the panel, my name is Colin. I'm Jared. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and have a great day. Bye. Bye.